Hello, everyone, and welcome to Teaching Reconsidered, a podcast about teachers and students working together to drive powerful learning. I'm Ben Lord with Gene Moon, and today we're talking about classroom culture. Hello, and welcome to Teaching Reconsidered. In this podcast, my colleague Ben and I are going to explore the many facets of classroom culture. For example, what constitutes culture and why does classroom culture count? Also, when we say that classroom culture counts, what might we be suggesting? What effect does classroom culture have on teachers and on students? The reality is that there is and are a bundle of questions about classroom culture. Also, we know from ongoing research that students thrive in a classroom where everyone contributes and everyone is valued. In what is becoming more and more a new educational landscape, the learning being envisioned in some classrooms across all subjects is students working together in a much more public, collaborative, and improvisational way, and not learning that is only just by the book. Whatever the language used to describe this new landscape, we know there is going to be a growing emphasis on classrooms being sites where collaborative learning is the goal. But how does culture building play a role in this new landscape? How does it happen? This is the key question we will be exploring in this podcast. There are multiple ways for thinking about culture in a classroom, whatever the subject or whatever the grade level, or whatever the instructional goals might be. Classroom culture plays just a huge role in shaping a classroom environment that supports learning. For sure, there are some basic ideas about classroom culture that are fundamental to situating it successfully in a classroom. I think of it as a process that over time becomes woven into the fabric of a classroom that shapes how learning and teaching takes place. Ben, what are your thoughts about the process of classroom culture building? I imagine from your own experience, you have some stories to share. Am I right? Yes, for sure. And I guess that the first thing I think about is that it's just so critically important. When I was relatively new to this way of teaching and had just jumped right in, I think I kind of took my students by surprise. I'd thrown them into this new environment where they were testing ideas and trying to figure things out instead of waiting for me to swoop in with an explanation that was neat and tidy and that they would jot down dutifully into their notebooks and then have to memorize for the upcoming quiz. But I didn't signal to my students clearly enough what my new vision was. There was one class that I remember, this student sitting in the back through the class was getting more and more upset Towards the end of class, she raised her hand and I said, hey, Amy, what's wrong? And she said, well, what's wrong is this class. I never know what's going on. We have a test tomorrow and I don't know what we're going to 
put on the thing. We've talked about so many ideas. They all just keep getting confused in my head. And I don't know which one is right because you never tell us anything. And as she got going, students in the class were turning around and nodding their heads and saying, yeah. <laughs> and so I was sitting at the front of the class taking all of this in and just realizing how challenging it had been. I thanked Amy. And the next day, instead of a test, I said, this lesson is called Mr. Lord Explains Everything. Half of that class was about me just sharing my own explanations for things. But the other half was beginning to set classroom culture, a classroom culture where we're trying things out, testing ideas, and honoring all of these different things to give students a context for what was going on, what we were trying to do. I still credit Amy for being the person who in my teaching career has taught me the most about classroom culture and why it's important. Ben, what a terrific story and applause for Amy. That's right. <laughs> and applause for you too. Both of you, through your engagement and interaction with one another, came to think differently about what happens in a classroom. And in a sense, this focus on culture setting and how that can shape a classroom is very much what we're talking about with our friends today. So just as a sort of recounting, culture setting oftentimes is something, if you're listening to students and if you're listening to where they're struggling, you can take a step back and sort of think about the cultural pieces that are part of your classroom and what it would it look like and feel like for both you and your students to try out some new ideas or different ways of sharing your thinking with, with one another or your reasoning with one another learning to work with evidence to help assemble an answer, an answer that a student can explain. And I think that's what Amy was looking for, a way in to understand and to explain her understanding. So sharing his or her reasoning with a small working group, the teacher and the whole class seems to me like a great sort of vision of how we can, as teachers, begin to reimagine our teaching. So let's get started building off of Ben's experiences and his thoughts. What does classroom culture setting look like or feel like? What does culture have to do with learning? And most importantly, how is classroom culture established? Like, is there a set of rules to go by? Also, are there some elements of classroom culture that might be more important than others? How is culture created and maintained? Do students recognize intentional culture setting in a classroom when they experience it? These are questions we will think about with you today and in future podcasts. So given all these questions, and there were a number, 
please be thinking classroom culture as, yes, a big bite of information to consider. But over time, let's find our way together and helping one another think about culture and how that culture is expressed and created and maintained and sustained in a classroom. So for sure, we won't be able to cover all this territory in one podcast. We will return to this topic over time as we explore reimagining our teaching and reconsidering our teaching. In the professional development work that Ben and I have done over the years, we place a particular focus on what culture in the classroom is. For example, what might a teacher be doing and what are the students doing? Most importantly, what are they doing together? What steps might students and teachers take together to establish a classroom culture that contributes to community knowledge building? How can classroom culture play a role in helping students go public with their thinking and not leave all the heavy verbal work to their teacher or to other students? Should classroom culture have a role in helping students practice, really listening to one another, believing that all their classmates do have something to contribute? Let's explore an example of what is occurring in a classroom, just one classroom, as an example to see how culture impacts what students are doing and teachers are doing. Students in this classroom are working in pairs, trying to reach agreement on a response to a question the class is working on that involves water molecules. Do water molecules ever disappear entirely is the focusing question. If we can't see them, does that mean they don't exist? Let's take a look at what is going on, at least in one classroom, where students are focused on these questions. So here's what's going on. Two classmates are finding it hard to move away from the idea that one or the other of them is not getting the right answer to the questions about molecules. Consequently, they are stuck and growing frustrated with each other and the task at hand. The idea that the work of students is to focus on correct answers seems reasonable, right? And kind of what we expect. But what's wrong with the focus on correct answers? Don't we lose sight of the ways in which students, by working together over time, can develop a response that is mutually constructed and shared. Let's turn the idea of only correct answers on its head for a minute. For example, we can suggest as teachers that learning is not only about right or wrong answers, but progressively over time coming up with conjectures or new ideas when working with classmates about difficult things like understanding the behavior molecules and then sharing these ideas with classmates as well as with one's teacher is an idea to be tried. In such a classroom, the culture is about sharing thinking and not necessarily worrying about correct answers as the only thing that counts at school. 
What counts is progressive knowledge building as a community. It is, after all, about a community of learners collaborating and building understandings together. Ben? You know, Gene, your example about those two students really hits home. One thing I can do is say, hey, that's great. Both of those ideas are awesome. Those are both going to help us because we can test both of them in class. Would you guys do me a favor? Why don't you draw a line right down the middle of your poster? And on the left-hand side, dig into one idea. And on the right-hand side, dig into the other. That way we can bring both of them to our class conversation. Do you think these ideas about taking a longer route to building explanations and understandings make sense? Yes, and I think that it reminds me of just how patient we need to be. Building culture in a classroom is the same as slowly building ideas in a classroom. It takes time. It takes uh, revisions. It takes coming back to it again and again to see if everybody's understanding is in the same place. Uh, I know that one strategy that I used, especially um, in my more recent years of teaching, is to sit everybody down once a week and just talk in a circle about how class is going and if we need to adjust course. It takes time. And I was nervous about it when I started because I, like most teachers, feel the weight, the pressure to cover all of the things, all of these important ideas, but it was worth it. It communicated to every kid in that classroom that I honored what they were saying, that I cared about the culture and how they felt about being there. And also it was a place where they could really try out asking me about what the culture of that classroom could be like. Absolutely. And what a great note to end on. So until next time, culture, let's think about it. Teaching Reconsidered is a production of the Tidemark Institute. This episode was written by Gene Moon and edited by Ben Lord. Tune in next week when we discuss norms in the classroom. You can find more tools for teaching at our website, teachingreconsidered.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk more soon.